And welcome to the Pure Opelka podcast. Michael Pelka here with you on Tuesday, the 8th of March, International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. I wonder if Leah Thomas will be allowed to celebrate International Women's Day. And somebody really define, what is a woman? Can you? No, they're not going to. The woke people won't give you a, a real definition. But to all of the great women in my life, thank you. And to all of the great women who are no longer with us, my mom and my grandmothers, thank you. All the great aunts that were in my life as a young man. And all of the great teachers I had who were patient women. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We salute you today. I delayed the podcast just a little bit because we were waiting on Joe Biden to read the teleprompter, as my buddy Rich Zioli says, and uh, explain what he was going to do with Russian oil. Finally, after weeks of this, this war that Russia's waging on its next-door neighbor, unprovoked war. The uh, Russian oil imports have been banned here in America. Good, good. Now drill here, drill more. Pump more oil, stop the regulations that are preventing those 9,000 permits you keep saying, well, there's 9,000 permits out there. They're just not making use of them. There's a lot of lies being told by this administration, by Jen Snarky, by... Joe Biden, about oil and gas. And if Joe Biden was so worried about green energy and the green future, why did he run away from questions at this press conference that he didn't take any questions from the press? Why did he run away to Air Force One to fly to Texas to meet with the head of the VA there? Could have done it on Zoom. You did the whole damn campaign on Zoom from your basement why can't you have this meeting and stick around for some questions from the media about what you just put forth? And you're afraid, I'm sure, Mr. President, about being asked, why is the oil from Venezuela or Iran or Saudi Arabia better than the oil underneath our feet? The oil that doesn't have to travel halfway around the world to get here. The oil that doesn't line the pockets of places like Saudi Arabia where they, they, you know, they persecute women and gay people. Like Iran that wants us dead. They wake up every morning and say, death to America, death to Israel. Why are we lining their pockets? And don't get me started on Venezuela. Venezuela has a ton of oil and at one point, I think, was the top eight or top seven in terms of amount of oil and gas they had underneath the country. And communism screwed that up. Well, we don't like the leader of Venezuela, but we like his oil. It does not make any sense. There will be fact checks coming out about Biden's speech. He claims that last year his administration pumped more oil or American industry pumped more oil last year than Donald Trump did in his first year. Well, what he left out is Donald Trump had to clear the decks of all the Obama-Biden administration's blocking of oil and gas drilling in this country. And he was the beneficiary. He, Joe Biden, was the beneficiary of all the removal of, that, of those restrictions. And then he put the new ones on. Canada said, hey, we'll make up the difference. 
we can we can make up the difference between what you were spending on Russian oil with good old Canada oil, but you got to prove the Keystone XL pipeline. Joe Biden's that that meme where the guy's trying to figure out which button to push, right? Yeah. So keep an eye on that. And the war still rages on. And there are still questions about what's true and what's not about what we're hearing. Before I get into a couple of other news items, let me uh, remind you today, the 8th of March, International Women's Day. On this day back in the day, the February Revolution began in Russia. And I know what you're saying, Mike, it's, it's March. Why was it the February Revolution? That's because they went by the Julian calendar. And so it was still February in March in 1917. And this led to the, um, the end of the czars in Russia. I'm not saying it ushered in a, an era of complete fairness in Russia. As a matter of fact, look at the situation today. No, it did not. In 1948, the Supreme Court ruled teaching religions in public schools was unconstitutional. A lot of our problems seem to maybe have started after that ruling. Not completely responsible, but I'm just saying. In 1950, Volkswagen started making the VW bus, which became iconic in the 60s, and it was a hippie haven. And some of them are out there still today. If you can find one in good shape, they fetch a lot of money. 1957, Egypt opened the Suez Canal. Changing business and traffic in the region, of course, shipping traffic. 1971, Ali fought Frazier in the battle they called the Fight of the Century. It was a uh, heavyweight boxing championship fight in Madison Square Garden. And this was important because it was the first big fight Ali had after he got his license back because he lost it when he opposed the war in Vietnam. And ended up losing pretty much his career for that until such time. And then he came roaring back. In 1983, Ronald Reagan referred to the Soviet Union, the USSR, as the evil empire. For the second time, he did this in front of a, uh, an audience of religious folks. And uh, this is one of my favorite things, Reagan talking about the evil empire, which he eventually forced to breakdown uh 1993 beavis and butthead premiered on mtv i was never a giant fan of beavis and butthead and i know a lot of you probably were that's fine that's your choice mtv by the way turns 40 this year 40 thanks for the 12 or 13 years of music in your 40-year existence music television and it was on this day in, in 2014 that a great mystery happened. The Malaysian airliner disappeared with 400 people on board. And I don't know if you remember how crazy CNN got over this. It's a terrible tragedy when an airliner drops out of the sky and presumably crashes in the ocean and sinks to the bottom with everyone on board passing away. But we never really found the wreckage or the black boxes or whatever. People like Don Lemon talked about, well, maybe a black hole opened up and sucked it through, which is totally impossible and insane. But then again, it's Don Lemon who is totally impossible and insane. But that tragedy 
now eight years ago. We just don't know. We have no idea. So looking over the news headlines, Russia yesterday, as we said, did give Ukraine four conditions and they're not going to be listened to. And now Russia has to deal with the fact that we're not going to buy any oil from them. But looky here, China steps up and says, oh, we'll help you out. Of course they are. I don't know how this ends. I honestly don't. I hope Vladimir Putin suddenly has a heart attack and dies. That's that's my wish. Maybe it will. Who knows? There are other stories out there that also take my attention. The um, Pentagon announced that the 20th hijacker, as this guy has been called, a uh, I'm not going to give him any, any press his name, the 20th hijacker allegedly desired to be on one of the planes on September 11th in 2001. This guy is going to be released from Guantanamo and sent back to Saudi Arabia. Is this some sort of diplomatic outreach in order to get more gas pumped from Saudi Arabia? I'm wondering, but why releasing this guy? It's not like it's for a medical emergency or he's so old he's going to die. He's in his 40s. And he's been at Gitmo since we captured him. Somebody who wanted to be with bin Laden. Why are we doing that? Just doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. The Queen is going to apparently leave Buckingham Palace permanently, which I guess means she's going to retire. So good for you, Prince Charles. I'm not a fan of monarchies, but I think this Queen is an exceptional woman. And if she steps down, then we get this woke Big-eared dope, Prince Charles. Eh, whatever. I, um, Europe, European nations are rushing to buy guns, at least the ones that border Lithuania. I mean, I'm sorry, that border Ukraine. Lithuania is the nation I'm thinking of. Lithuania has its citizens rushing to arm themselves because they understand that if you have a gun in the house, if citizens have guns as we have here the right to do so with our Second Amendment, they can stand up to a tyrannical government or an invading force from next door. So good for you, Lithuania. Good for you. A Texas school district just east of Dallas, about 30 miles east of Dallas, in uh, the greater Saline school district, has authorized teachers and any employees of the district, adults, to be able to carry a firearm in school. I endorse this because the school also says, if you're going to have a a firearm on you in the school, then you also have to have 40 hours of firearm training. I think that's a great idea. A great idea. There's a story we have to get Wendy Patrick back on the phone to deal with. It's a story about something called real estate love letters. I didn't realize this was happening But with the housing crunch going on and people competing to buy houses, they are using not just money, but emotions to play with the the sellers of the homes. And the state of Oregon attempted to ban real estate love letters that would have prevented people from writing directly to the home seller and pleading their case, saying, We were meant to be in this house. This is where my grandmother's third cousin's neighbor lived, or whatever they write. Well, Oregon banned that. 
And a judge said, you can't ban that. So that's good stuff. I support this, this allowance of free speech to happen. Very interesting. Uh, another court decision that does bother me, though, the Supreme Court decided they were not going to hear the case that might have put Bill Cosby back behind bars. Bill Cosby is released now. He's, uh, he's out and about. He's going to be doing comedy shows. I will not be a consumer of Bill Cosby's comedy shows, but the Supreme Court's not going to hear the case that would have tried to get him back behind bars. So much going on. So many different things happening. Oh, by the way, the Republicans have said that if they get the House back, they will investigate Fauci. And someone asked me today, why? Why does that matter? I said, well, I think they're doing it really to get a lot of attention for the midterm elections and want to make sure people know that if you elect us, if you elect Democrats, we're going to go after all of the stuff that was foisted upon us, all the Bravo Sierra we had to endure during the pandemic years. And Fauci's the easy target because he was the, the head of the snake, if you will, when it comes to misinformation. I also think they're finally trying to get to the bottom of the story Jim Jordan told us about last summer. And that was what Fauci started doing on December 31st in 2020, over two years ago, when Fauci started blocking access to information about what was going on with his funding of -of gain-of-function research. So I endorse that. And I do hope the Republicans take back the House and the Senate in a very big way. We'll see. We still have a few months to go before that happens. And uh, like I said, we'll we'll get through um, the fact-checking tomorrow. There's a lot of fact-checking going on right now about what Joe Biden said after, um, after 11.30 today when he made a whole bunch of claims that appear to be wrong factually and appear to be great exaggerations. And the fact he did not take questions still bothers me that he's going to fly to Texas when he could have stuck around here and done a Zoom meeting with the head of the VA. Answer the question, sir. The people really want to know. All right, what have I got here? Um, it is Since it is our, uh, our Tuesday podcast, that's the time we usually get to spend a little time with our friend Jim Stovall. The guy behind the Winner's Wisdom column, jimstovall.com, is where you need to go. Let's take a short three-second break and get Jim Stovall in here. Our friend Jim Stovall is back as he is on a regular basis on this program. Jim Stovall, the entrepreneur behind the Narrative Television Network, more than 50 books that you'll find on your library shelves and a public speaker extraordinaire, just a great all-around inspiration to people like me and to millions who have heard him speak. And Jim gives us time every week to talk about his Winner's Wisdom column. And I, I like dealing all the cards straight up, face up here. And I, I told Jim before we got him on the phone or before we got him on the air here um, that I typically read the column just the night before we connect so it can be fresh in my mind and maybe I can find a connecting topic to it. And uh, last night when I was getting ready to read the column, it wasn't in my outbox or in my old mailbox. And so I went to jimstovel.com and there was a, 
uh, as fate would have it, a cyber problem, and I couldn't read the column. So, Jim, I come to you today saying I am a blank slate. I don't know what's in the column today, but I'm standing here in front of you willing to learn, my friend. Well, you as a blank slate is preferable, I think, to sometimes when you think you're well-informed. So this is, <laughs> you know, an open mind, uh, in your case, is not bad. The cyber problem, I am officially, I'm blaming the Russians right now. Okay. I think Putin, Putin somehow got between you and me on this. But ironically, or maybe providentially, uh, this week's column is is calling understanding misunderstandings, and it has to do with uh, how we communicate, but we rarely understand. And social media and the internet is is a big culprit in this. And you know, just because we're talking doesn't mean anybody's listening, and just because they're listening doesn't mean they're understanding. And um, so that's what we're talking about. And I have a couple of friends and corporate colleagues now, and these people are in a huge argument right now that's costing people time, money, reputation, and everything because uh, of a, you know, they, they did a text message on something that should have been a phone call. And I will admit I am of the generation. I did not grow up with this. This is new to me. Uh, you know, if if a uh, hundred years ago someone had invented text messaging, like you can type this little message and people will get it, kind of like a telegram used to be in our great-grandparents' day. You know, and then all of a sudden they said, no, you don't have to do that anymore. You can push a button and actually talk to them. It would have been the greatest breakthrough ever. And we had that. And I'm still baffled that the people will text someone with just push the button and talk to them because uh, texts and emails are great for facts, figures. I'll meet you at 8. Please pick up this. Here's the information you ask for. Those are great. But anything that involves any nuance, any sarcasm, any just subtlety whatsoever, it's just a horrible, horrible medium. And I just see this uh, causing uh, conflict and confusion with people. And then there's all these misunderstandings. You know, I'm writing to confirm this. Do you understand? And th th that's the dumbest question we ever ask one another. <laughs> Do you understand? Every misunderstanding starts with two people that say, yes, I understand. The, the, the question is, what do you understand? Not do you understand, because, uh, you know, everybody thought they understood, and that's the problem. And I get this, because even when you're trying to confirm things, I, I still don't know. if we, When people talk to me and say, Jim, are you available this coming Saturday? Do they mean the next Saturday that's coming, <laughs> or do they mean next week Saturday? I don't know. So I always put the date in there. I'm available this Saturday, whatever the date is, or next Saturday. And then, of course, uh, those of you, Mike, who happen to live on the East Coast, think there's only one global time zone. You're, you're just convinced that none of the rest of us out across the, uh, as Rush said, the fruited plain here, uh, you know, that there are other actual time zones. And so these are things where we get confused and we think we understand and we tell people we understand, but you're not understanding what I think you're understanding. That's that's so often the case, Jim. Just that last line, you're not understanding what I think you're understanding. And I love that you brought up the fact that text messaging and emails so often don't convey sarcasm or comedy or any emotion. 
And I guess that's why uh, those uh, emojis, which I just loathe, were invented. But all of this astounds me on, on several levels, Jim. You brought up a topic that is universal and it is also relevant. And it is, all, it is also one day after we marked the uh, anniversary of Alexander Graham Bell getting a patent for the telephone in 1876, a device that had we just kept using it for important conversations would have eliminated so many misunderstandings from text messages and even from emails. And, and, and I will add one more thing. Uh, a friend of mine who worked in the White House under the previous administration says that um, they don't use text messages even in their family because they're easily read and hacked from just about anywhere. Even though this person is not involved with the administration, they still eschew text messaging because they are hackable in this day of cyber hacking of just about everything. So I endorse this from a, a technology standpoint and also from, from the point of our voices can make so much of a difference when we communicate with one another can bring clarity. And you as a speaker, I'm sure, know this. Can you imagine if you posted one of your speeches, Jim, in just a series of text messages and you clicked from one to the other? Do you think the audience would have the same reaction? Oh, it, it, no. It, I mean, it's, it's laughable. I, among the wonderful memorabilia I've gotten from being in the movie business for years, I, I've got an original script of Grumpy Old Men signed by both Lemon and Mathau. Wow. And it's just a wonderful thing. And one day I thought, hey, let's just go through. So I had my team, and we, we went through a few pages of it. This is not funny. This was like <laughs> roll-on-the-floor laughing stuff when it was on the screen. But when you read it, this is not funny stuff. And I'm thinking, wow, there's that much nuance to the way you do it. So absolutely it makes a difference. I, I mean, when you hear those amazing Churchill speeches or FDR or, or Kennedy's ask not what your country can do for you, all of those are Reagan's shining city on a hill. So much of that is the delivery. He didn't, he didn't text it out to you. He, 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 so I, I think we need to use texts and emails as a tool, but, you know, the, the, the hated uh, emoji, if it needs an emoji, it deserves a call. Oh, that's a good axiom. We need to put that in the book on the list of rules from Jim Stovall. If it needs an emoji... It deserves a call. I'm quoting you today on social well, media. Text that out to everybody, Mike. Just text that out. <laughs> I, the irony is not lost on me, Jim. I, I want that on a T-shirt. If it needs an emoji, it deserves a call going forward. And there are people we know who use emojis rather than words. Cher is one of them who comes to mind when I read Cher's social media. There are more emojis than there are actual words typed on the page. And oftentimes those can lead to even more confusion. So the answer to a problem in our world today is that we need understanding, obviously. We need to communicate clearer. It'll give us much more time to do the things that we're in agreement need to be done. And the way to get there is not necessarily with text or email, but most often, and I would prefer through voice communication, this crazy thing we call a phone call. Um, I, am I missing anything else on today's lesson, Jim? 
No, no. I think uh, we need to, uh, you know, adjourn so you can go read Cher's social media. I, I'm thinking, where do you, where do you have to be in your life where you read Cher's social media? Well, what uh, is there's a certain amount of um, <laughs> of a guilty pleasure of watching uh, Cher uh, meltdown over the state of the world today because. For me, as a kid, growing up, she was just a very attractive singer who, mm -hmm. who was very entertaining and even a good actress at one point in Moonstruck. Yeah. But then she drifted into politics, and that's not what I wanted from someone named Cher. But it became such hyperbole that it was entertainment again. So the circle came completely back around. And that's why no, I read it. No, I admired her when she first, when I first became aware, I was a kid, first became aware of her, because I'm thinking, you know, you, you've got to have an immense uh, musical talent to, to make hits with a guy that has no voice whatsoever, and he <laughs> is a shorter guy standing next to you when you're a woman. That, there's just, you know, to overcome that at all and, and top the charts is really rather amazing. And then, and then her as an actress, but beyond that... Um, yeah, it it got a little weird, it, and it it has continued to devolve. So I was wondering who who uh, who followed her. Now I know you will be my go-to, and we're going to make a note here. And uh, anything I need share-wise, I'm coming to you. I I hate to say this, but I'm your man for all share news <laughs> going forward. Oh God, all help right. us, people! Please go to jimstovell.com and visit it. You'll you'll read about Jim's latest book. Is this one, is the new book, Jim, is this some of the winner's wisdom put together? Yeah, the, the Gift of a Day uh, is, the, is the latest, and it's the, actually the seventh book filled with columns. Uh, it's amazing to me, but they keep uh, doing this. So, uh, yeah, The Gift of a Day. The Gift of a Day. Uh, go get it because you'll be able to sit down and just wade through some of the winner's wisdom at your leisure. And these are great, great arrows of wisdom to keep in your quiver that you probably should call your brain and just visit Jim Stovall's site all the time, jimstovall.com. Jim, uh, next week, I, I promise I will be better prepared, but I believe that God had a hand in delivering me as a blank slate this week. I think it's preferable. And, uh, you know, and had you prepared, I don't think we would have gotten down to the share thing. So it's great. <laughs> So there's a win and a loss in there somewhere. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. We'll talk next week. Be well.